Hello and welcome to Chits and Chat. I am Kaz Gable. And I'm Alex Cruzy. I almost got my name wrong on that one, even. Um, <laughs> welcome, everybody, to the podcast. Today, uh, I am still dealing with the cold, so apologize if my voice sounds a little shaky or gruffer than usual. But uh, I, I'm casting. <laughs> I feel like I should be casting for some voiceover work for a tough guy or something with a deep, experienced voice. But anyway, or just, just uh, a guy with a cold, <laughs> or just a guy with a cold. Yeah, but a tough guy with a cold. <laughs> I can't do tough stuff today. My throat hurts. <laughs> but so he's not that tough. He instantly quits after getting a bit sick. Where's my soup? I need my soup. <laughs> yeah. A tough guy sick at a diner. Well, I ordered that soup ten minutes ago. <laughs> um, but Alex, fortunately, I hope I didn't ask you. But I'm assuming you're feeling. Fresh as a daisy today. No sicknesses. I am, I am tip top. Wonderful. So we'll lean heavily on you. <laughs> Great. <laughs> um, but uh, we're the show must go on, so we're continuing our review today. Um, we're going to review a game that for you guys today that is a two-player game by Uwe Rosenberg, the um, very well-known designer. And this game is called Patchwork. Uh, Patchwork is a very cute little game. Like I said, it's just two players. And as with many of Uwe's um, games, the theme is something that you're like, huh, is that a fun thing <laughs> to do a yeah. game around? Um, but, of course, he is uh, really always able to surprise you and make interesting themes really fun and engaging and um, really uh, tied well, very deeply to the gameplay. So the overarching structure is that you're building a quilt. That's what the theme is. You're two competing quilt makers, I guess, that are just guess, competing yeah. to make you a... You know, those quilt makers, they are head to head with oh, each other. Oh, man. I can't hang out with quilt makers. They're just too competitive. They everything. Really like They just, oh, geez, they got to make everything in competition. But um, Alex, you want to go through the rules, kind of how it goes? Because other than that, I mean, that's that's pretty much it. But then it kind of the yeah, rules are much, obviously yeah. make it interesting. All right. So what happens is is uh, each player starts with five buttons, and buttons is the currency in this game uh, because I, that's what I use for currency. I pay for my games with buttons, uh, and. Everyone, each person has everyone. There's two people. Uh, each person starts with a little token on a time track. Uh, and the person that goes first is the person who has sewed something. So just really shoving that theme in there. Uh, and there's also a big market track of just a bunch of different patches. And these patches come in like they're basically, you know, like uh, uh, Tetris tiles, but in all sorts of shapes. So it's not just all four squares. So it's uh, there's like a two 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 square tiles and three square tiles and just giant like seven square tiles and each of these patches has a cost associated with it and that is two types of cost and it's button cost and time cost so those are the two main resources of this game so if you decide to take a patch and you can't take any patch you have to take one of the three of where the the token is it's there's a, a moving token that moves uh, clockwise around the the, the market and you have the first three patches available to you, and you can, if you take one of those patches, you can place it anywhere in your, I think it's what, a nine by nine grid. Uh, it doesn't need to be next to something else or 
on an edge. It can go anywhere you can fit it that doesn't overhang or go over on the over the top of some other patch is perfectly fine. And you pay the cost in buttons that is marked on it and the cost in time, which means you move your little time marker up ahead on the track. Uh, and as you move it up ahead on the track, like some other games like uh, Takedo and things like that, whoever is in uh, the end position will have the turn so it's possible that after you go if you didn't move enough time up to go ahead of the other person you'll go again Um, and there's also things on the time track uh, that give you two things there is little buttons on the time track which indicate that you get your income of buttons Uh, some of the patches have little buttons on them which say hey when you get income for all of the patches that have buttons on them for all the buttons you add that up and that is your income. So whenever you pass a button on the time track, you will earn those in buttons. And there are five one-by-one tile buttons, or not buttons, sorry, one-by-one tile <laughs> patches on the time track uh, that you can add to your. So if you are the first person to pass that uh, uh, marker, you get that patch to add anywhere on your board. So, uh, And basically the goal is to have the least amount of points at the end of the game. Points uh, is indicated by three things. Uh, the total amount of buttons you have at the end of the game. Uh, and also there is a seven by seven, I think it's a special tile is what they call it. So if you're the first person to create a complete seven by seven square somewhere on your board, you will earn this. It's worth seven points at the end of the game. Uh, and also, you will earn negative points for every open space you have left on your board. And it's two negative points for every open space. So after all of those are added together, slash subtracted, depending on how you think of negative numbers, uh, that is your final score. Highest score wins. That is patchwork. That is it, yeah. Yeah, It's um, and it's great. It's it's a, um, a surprisingly deep strategic game. Like It's not the deepest game you're going to play, but it's got a more strategy than you would think a quilting game would have. <laughs> I, I I feel like it has enough strategy where, especially the last game I played, where Liz goes, take your turn already. Like, it has enough strategy <laughs> yeah. where I'm sitting there going, okay, if I do this and I do that, she's like, just go. I'm like, but I'm, hold on. I'm thinking things out here. <laughs> just go. Yeah, it's, um, it's fun. Like, playing down those little Tetris-shaped, uh, Tetris piece-shaped kind of uh, quilt um, pieces are just fun to play. It's like the tactile feeling is fun. You're always touching and moving game pieces and fitting them in in a satisfying way. Um, and I just it's kind of silly the fact that you're making a quilt in that way and there's like just gaps. There'll be gaps around sometimes and you got to kind of really want those leather one-by-one squares to fill in those gaps. Um, yeah, it's just it's just really fun. It's it's light but also it's light feeling, but definitely, like we just said, there is a strategy depth to it because the time management is the really, I think, the trick to the game. Um, yeah. Doing that well. it's Button management's good, and you do need to keep track of that, but managing your time correctly and understanding how the time is going to play for your opponent on their turn is really important because conceivably you should have several opportunities during the play, or some at least, to have two turns in a row because um, that I I really like that mechanism in the game. The fact that the person behind uh, always goes next, regardless of if they just went. So if you can have a a piece that of course doesn't advance you that far or doesn't advance you past the next player's token on the time track, well, guess what? You just got two turns in a row and that's super powerful. So 
it really does make you have to like i totally get i totally empathize with that being like that sense of your other player going all right let's go but you're like no wait i'm I'm thinking, okay, if I buy this piece, then that's three pieces down. That means those pieces will be available for them. And if they get one of those, then on my turn, I can get that one. But which one would they get? Okay, what if they don't right. get any? <laughs> yeah, yeah, so it's just and like, don't get any. There, There is the option to not take any of them and instead just advance your piece one ahead of the other player. And for every uh, position you moved on the time track, you earn a button. So there yeah. is also that idea as well. So I, and in fact, the last game I played, there were a couple of turns. It was a weird, wonky game. Uh, I think there was like three leapfroggings in a row between both of us. And it was just like, no, I don't want to go yet. I, no, yeah. I don't want to go yet. I, I don't want to go <laughs> well, yet either. <laughs> yeah, no, there's some times where you're, especially like you might have the, non, the buttons to afford a piece or you know if you buy a piece, it'll open up a really good piece for them. And you're like, so it's just, uh, well, no, I don't want to take that piece. Well, I don't want to either. And then eventually you have enough buttons <laughs> to just be like, all right, well, fine, I'm going to take that piece. Yeah, it's patchwork is just, it's so great. It's um, it's such a great two-player, but I, I wish there was uh, more than two-player version. But actually, that brings me to his... You have Cottage Gardens, right? And isn't Cottage Gardens more than um, uh, I have, I have, I have other... Yeah, he has other polyomino games. That's the name for these type of, types of pieces. Uh, and the one I have is is Cottage Garden. Yeah. No, it's just Cottage Garden. It's one. There's one Cottage Garden. Oh, it's Cottage Garden. Oh, sorry. Oh. <laughs> yeah. So get crazy. Uh, and... Yeah, it it plays. This is can play what uh, two to two to four people, and it's very similar. Uh, other than you you have your own boards that you're swapping out. It takes a little. It's a little bit longer of a play, um, and the market works a little bit differently. It's all the pieces are on a four by four grid, and depending on what row or column the marker track is on, tells you what's available to, for you to buy. Um, and there there's not. There's not an income track, so you don't have to be like, well, I can't afford this piece. And there's no time track. Uh, the time track is that piece that's moving around the board telling you what things are available to you. Um, but other than that, it's it's basically the same game, and you're just you're trying to earn points based on what you've put in your little garden. So you earned it based on like how many pots you have or how many – I don't remember how to pronounce it. It's like cloy – I don't know. It's some French word <laughs> that I can never remember how to pronounce. <laughs> <laughs> it's the thing you put on top of pots uh, to like keep the heat or steam in or something. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, it, it it plays similarly. Although yeah. you were saying with patchwork, um, you wish there was a way to play it with. You can play it solo. There is. Uh, oh yes, a, that's an, true. There's an expansion called Patchwork uh, Automata. No, wait, Automa. Oh. Yeah, Automa, which yeah. is like okay, just a, see that. it's a, like a deck of cards, and it just tells you how the other player, the player that's not there, will be playing for the rest of the game, and so you're just playing against a deck. Hmm. You can also play solo with the app, which is actually the main way way I play Patchwork. Um, I play Patchwork a lot, and at certain times, it's the game I play by far the most. Um, I have a copy of it, but I lent it to some friends, or I brought it over to some friends uh, when I I went over to their house for dinner. And then uh, left them the game. You, were you invited over for dinner, or you just <laughs> I, went over there? I showed up and I demanded that we play Patchwork. Um, I just wanted to show them the game, and uh, I, I left it for them. And then soon after that, they broke up and moved apart, <laughs> and uh, my Patchwork disappeared. Although I did get a word from my uh, one of my friends that uh, 
he does have the game still, so that's that's great. But so I haven't had my hands on my copy for a long time. But their app is very very well done and very satisfying. Although the difficulty curve from, in the app is hold on. from the way you insane. said it, it made it made it seem like patchwork was the reason they broke up. Is just it just let me know. <laughs> It patchwork, <laughs> patchwork made them face some really tough realities, and <laughs> they, and it just put a put a wrench right in their relationship. And I I don't I feel a little bit of blame for bringing it in, but I also feel uh, that it's mostly patchwork's fault. <laughs> uh, as far as I know, their their reasons for breaking off were not patchwork related, but I guess I haven't asked. <laughs> So beware if you are in a new relationship. <laughs> do not play patchwork. Maybe this, wait till you've been you know, gotten married or you're uh, been together for a few years or living together something like that. <clears throat> but uh, yeah, patchwork started off the Uwe Rosenberg. I believe it's the one that started off his his current um, focus on these. Uh, what, what do they call it? The poly domino polyomino games. Yeah, polyomino 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 games with these. You know. Tetris style looking pieces that you place. Um, yeah, because he has another like even more more uh, heavier game. What is it? It's, uh, it's the one with the Vikings. It's left my mind. Um, yeah, uh, Feast of Odin. Feast, Feast of Odin. Odin. Yes, I've yet to play it. Play it. Blah, blah. Play it. <laughs> blah, blah. <laughs> Although it looks really interesting, I haven't uh, even played it. Blah blah. <laughs> blah, blah. Uh, so hopefully the next time I go to a, a convention or something, I'll be able to uh, get that on the table. Yeah, I have heard but, nothing but amazing things about that game. Um, and and then he's been been regularly releasing other games similar to um, Cottage Garden. The next one after that was Indian Summer, which mm-hmm. looks it looks really nice. It's got foxes in it, which is. Um, something that my wife would love. Uh, uh, and then the one after that, oh, I can't remember what it is. It's like, it just recently came out and it looks even cooler. Uh, it's, I, I'm going to figure it out later. It's something like something. Uh, <laughs> something it's like something. something. Like something. <laughs> but uh, um, it plays a little bit different than that one. But I think those are all of the ones that are the polyomino ones by Ue. There is another polyomino game that I own that isn't by Ue, um, and it's called uh, Baron Park, and I play that one a lot too. So this oh, whole polyomino thing is getting really, getting a lot. The Picking other up. one is Spring Meadow, Spring Meadow by Ue Rosenberg. That one, they oh, all look, that one. yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it has an interesting mechanic. It has an interesting way of scoring. You score based on like the amount of rows that you fill up once things get filled. It, it, it's, it looks cool. I want to try it. And they have, cool. the, I think the last two games, the Spring Meadow and Indian Summer, both have like holes in some of the polyomino pieces. So you're trying to line up the holes with certain things so you get extra points for stuff. So interesting. Yeah, it definitely yeah. feels like this is his, uh, this is his, uh, his polyomino period. Because <laughs> um, <laughs> he's coming up with a lot of games, like four games at least of, uh, of polyomino focused play. Um, so that's really. Patchwork set it off, and I think it still holds up as quite a good game, depending on oh, <coughs> if yeah. you are interested in a two-player. But, um, yeah, okay, let's talk about taking it out. Um, so despite being a straightforward and easily understandable two-player game, um, it does take up some space, and that is yeah, kind of its space. weak spot. Yeah. It, yeah. So what you have as a – no, go ahead. 
Oh, yeah, because each player has their own little player board, and then there's the time board. But the thing that really takes up the most space is the market, because you have to have this gigantic looping circuit of polyomino pieces around. And so that's really what's taking up all the space. It does get smaller as you play, but for initially it it takes up like an entire table. So, yeah. Yeah, it's it's quite large. So it's definitely one that would be hard, I think, to take out for like dinner. But for maybe snacks and some drinks, um, I think it'd work really well. Um, Although, I, if, oh, if you okay. do want something that you can take out to dinner, there is another version of Patchwork called <laughs> Patchwork Express, uh, which is a smaller version. It's it, I think it's in the same size box, but it is slightly smaller. Like The boards are 7x7. Seven seven. There's fewer pieces, uh, and it's a shorter time track. But it's the same game. The exact same game, but smaller. That's all it is. So oh, it, is, I it thought it was like slightly a, simplified. Yeah, that's the way it's simplified. Is that it's the same pieces? They each cost uh-huh. buttons and they each cost time, but it's smaller boards. It's a seven by seven board instead of a nine by nine board, and there's a shorter time track and there's fewer pieces to put in there. So it's it doesn't take up as much table space. Oh, interesting. And it's yeah. Thus, thus a shorter game as well. But it's basically the same game. <clears throat> Interesting. I think I think someone complained about man. I really like this, but it takes up too much table space. Something tells me he's just like, well, I can make a smaller version. <laughs> yeah, I'd like to try that because I'm curious if anything gets lost in the feel of Patchwork because because it feels Patchwork is such an engaging game. Two yeah, player, I think it's just the right length of time. Patchwork. Yeah, yeah. I it, I feel like something might get lost, but I'm not sure. Yeah. Um, well, that's nice to know there's an option, though, especially if you really like the gameplay and want the option, I'm sure. If you're a fan of Patrick, I'm sure you'd like it. Um, but, yeah, that's, I mean, with a base game, that is the biggest complaint. It works. It's, it is play-wise and feel of the game. feels um, It's colorful and li- and feels uh, easily engaging, and so it's really fun. But, yeah, that table space is a real hard um obstacle to get around i think at least for taking out and it's mainly the main thing is is that the it's the piece layout because the pieces are laid out in a large circle around the um the main time board and so those there's a lot of pieces so as you play it gets smaller but still your start out your start out layout is pretty expansive and so it just kind of takes up you know it takes up the like a large pizza (laughs) size um in the middle of the table so, so what you're saying you is, could, if you ordered pizza, you could put it around the pizza. Exactly. You could you could sort of there highlight the pizza with these, so these pieces. So take it out if you're going to get pizza. Then. So this is perfect game for ordering one not square or rectangular, but a circular pizza, and then uh, you. I don't know how you're going to figure out the time track. I guess you just put it <laughs> in the pizza. Some like go on the pepperonis, maybe. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Turn your pepperonis into the time track. Um, but uh, you could also rearrange it. I mean, it doesn't have to be a circle. It just has to be progressed in a way that everyone is clear which direction is the next. The next pieces are going to become available. So, I mean, conceivably, you could come up with your own system of doing like, because I've tried this before, where it's more of like a grid that there's rows and you just know, well, it's going to go down this row and then it's going to go up to this row and it's go up to that row. So you're weaving back and forth rows. It's a little less obviously intuitive, but it, you can find ways to do it, um, which is kind of a bummer so i would definitely say this falls really well into the drinks and maybe light snacks but hard to take out to a restaurant and play around than uh, other games that we've talked about but it can be done i've done it as as always oh yeah oh yeah i I find a way (laughs) it can and will be done 
So yeah, definitely. I mean, if you're if you like that challenge for sure, it's not an impossibility. Absolutely. And I mean, the nice thing is, is the pieces are large, so it's not like you don't have a lot of tiny tokens or things to be chasing down. Yeah. I mean, the buttons primarily are going to be in a main drop or main grab pile, and then next to each player, so they're not all over the place. And the big tile pieces are are big, so they're easy to grab and and locate if you do drop one. Um, let's see what else about patchwork. Uh, we could talk a little bit about. Um, player type. I mean, I think this is pretty open. I think most player gamer types would like this game. Um, it, uh, it it has that gaminess that heavy gamers w- would be interested in, but it also has a pretty easy access point for people who aren't as experienced with games. Yeah, I, I when I, when I first showed this to uh, some friends of mine. Uh, they went, you know who would really like this? I think my mom would like this because she really likes quilting and, you know, occasionally we play games. I think this would be a great idea. That's like they were considering it as a, a present. So, Oh, yeah. But speaking of moms, would my mom play this? <laughs> oh, I don't think your mom would like this. <laughs> that is correct. No, she would not. She would not like this at all. There's there no definitely dice too much. <laughs> there's no dice. And it's too much thinking. Like deciding yeah. and having to like keep track of a resource. Now, my dad, on the other hand, my dad would love this. He was like, I think in in his entire lifetime, he's gotten addicted to two video games, and that would be Dig Dug and Tetris. And <laughs> oh, like he got, he got addicted to Tetris so much, like he would like arrange things on his work desk. Like he'd be like, "Oh, I can fit the <laughs> stapler in perfectly like, right here." Like I think this would That's be funny. right up his alley. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I oh that's funny. You should play with him. I'm curious what he what he would think about it. I um I don't think my parents would like this game. I think this is too they're not just not used to this game. But um Shelly really likes this game and uh is very good at it. I like I said I play this game a lot on my my phone. And you said Liz plays this game a lot on her phone too. Yes, she does. Occasionally we'll play on her app version. I'm not a huge personally, I'm not a fan of the pass and play two-player game of it there's something i can't plan things out as well even though you have access to seeing everything you need to need to see i i don't like if if i don't have to touch the screen i don't want to so it's like i don't want to be like paging through things and like oh wait no go back and oh i didn't want to put that there like there's a little bit of the frustration of like no i don't uh uh, ah," and i'm just like just whatever piece that that piece is fine so whereas when it's all out in the real world i take i'm able to take my time and kind of let go more so um yeah i agree i I, I do like the physical copy most um for sure there's just something about being able to see the board at a glance and have then have to i mean the app does a really good job of like you know tapping and you can kind of see everything but it's not the same like you said for sure yeah but uh but um i think liz and i were both yeah i was just gonna say that here is pretty difficult yeah, the the beginner. If you play this enough, the beginner is pretty easy to take over, and then the medium level is a massive jump in difficulty. At least, in my opinion, it feels like it stacks up quite, quite, uh, quite well or quite high. Um, I I think I've beat it like a couple times, but I usually come really close. But I, at the end, I don't know. It's just it feels to me like there's something slightly too tuned in of its ability to um, plan exactly for the pieces that are going to be <laughs> coming down the line. Like I think I was telling you before that I had a game or a couple games actually where it's, you know, as you build your, um, your quilt, there are going to be gaps. And so you're trying to create gaps with, uh, if you have large gaps, you want to create gaps with like more options, um, 
as many options as possible. So a, a space that lots of pieces can be oriented in and fit in. This one had a game where the opponent on his quilt, the gaps that were forming were like exact copies <laughs> of pieces down the line. So it was like, how are you planning for that so obviously? Like it was literally a shape. Like he was making a gap that was an exact shape. And it was just, it was like, I'm, it felt too I'm, exact. I'm, that feels like he's taunting you. <laughs> exactly. He's like, I'm going to get this piece and there's nothing you can do about it. I'm calling my shot. It's like pointing your bat, you know? <laughs> maybe he was because I just went out of my way to make sure he didn't get that piece, but then he still won. <laughs> so maybe he was trying to get me to focus on That's the whole strategy. Oh All right. We're going to form the AI around, make it seem like I'm going to take one piece, but it's actually I'm forcing you to take it, thus ruining your game. <laughs> yes, exactly. Oh, man, I fell for it. The AI in this app is so deep. So it's learning. Psychological. <laughs> yeah, I think there are there are actually a few games. Liz is, gets really frustrated with the AI, and sometimes we're, we'll play the actual version. And like partway through the game, or like right at the beginning, she's like, oh, that's just what the computer would have done. I hate you. <laughs> I'm like, what? I didn't. I don't. <laughs> yeah. Gosh darn. Gosh darn AI. Um, but uh, yeah, other player types. Okay, let's get into that a bit. Um, there's no real gotcha stuff. It's pretty passive. It feels the gameplay mm-hmm. flow is good. And the only issue I could say is kind of what we touched on earlier, where sometimes you can get a little analysis paralysis and trying to plan too far ahead. But but it's really easy to just sort of play this quickly if you want to. You know what I mean? You can cut, you, Yeah. You, it, if you have a tendency to that, you probably have a little bit of that. But you can also be like, ah, oh, this game is light enough. I can just let that go and, and just play as best I can and not worry about massive planning. Yeah. So basically, if you're looking for a, a short two-player game, you I, I can't imagine going wrong with Patchwork. Like, yes. If absolutely. someone said, hey, can you suggest a two-player game? This would probably be the first one I would suggest is Patchwork. Yeah, I, I agree. I think Patrick is one of the strongest two-player games out there. Um, it's just has it's so accessible and really does a good representation of um, modern game mechanisms. Um, just the time management, resource management, and then um, having little cool stuff there about like just avoiding your turn to get your con to boot to get a uh, windfall of uh, buttons or um, racing to get those one by one patches if you need them. Um, so yeah, it really covers a lot of a lot of bases. Uh, anyone who wouldn't like this game, can you think of anybody? Uh, I I think it's just the opposite. Anyone who doesn't want to play a two player game, or someone who That's doesn't want to play a short game, like if you're if you're like, no, the only games I want to play are like intense war games. Then yeah, then avoid this game. But I think I think that's it. Or if you don't want to think too hard, like my mom, who just wants to, if you're <laughs> if you're really in it just to relax. Then may- maybe not so much this game. Play checkers. Yeah, uh, yeah. There you go. <laughs> although I don't, I don't um, know if my mom would even play checkers. So, <laughs> or if it recently broke up your relationship and you don't want to be haunted by the memory, <laughs> don't play this. Yeah, game. Yeah, that's perfectly fine. Avo- avoid the game then too. Avoid <laughs> <laughs> it all costs. Um, so yeah, that's that's patchwork. I think that that we covered it pretty much. It's a very straightforward, simple game, but it does have a certain more depth than you'd expect, and um, it's just also really fun to play a theme that I've never ever played a quilting game before. Um, yeah. But it does feel like you're making a quilt. It, you don't. It's not one of those games. Uve's games or Uwe, however you pronounce his name, his games really do a great job of tying in theme. Um, even though the themes are usually a little off the wall or different, they really do feel like you're doing the thing 
that the theme is. It's as opposed to other games where you kind of the theme gets you in it, but then you sort of toss it away and get into the gameplay mechanisms. You really do feel like you're you're. Oh, I'm just. A, I'm, I like to imagine myself as like an old lady at a quilting store, just looking through the rack of quilts and, ooh, that would look nice. And then I grab it and I stitch it in, and then I look to my competitor and I grind my teeth. I grind my dentures at them. <laughs> so it it really does a great job of feeling like you're quilting. Yeah. Of course, Not I've never I've quilted before. Quilted so maybe I'm exactly. <laughs> I'm just like I want to know your quilting, Chuck. <laughs> Um, but uh, yeah, I think that does it for Patchwork. Uh, it's definitely a, a recommend for me, for sure. Yeah, like, and I, heck yeah. Same over here. So there we go. All right, guys. Well, that is Patchwork. Um, check that out. And uh, we will be back next uh, week with another episode. Uh, hey, don't forget to check us out on Twitter. We are, uh, ch- at Chits and, <laughs> we are on Chits and Chat. No, we are at Chits and Chat. <laughs> You can also get in touch with us on uh, eavesdrop.com, our podcast hosting site, E-A-S-E-D-R-O-P.com. Uh, just look for Chits and Chat. And uh, let's see, where else can they get a hold of us? Do we have a Facebook page? I don't remember. We don't have a Facebook page yet. Yeah, I was like, I don't think we have a Facebook page. I don't know why I thought That seems we like a lot of work. <laughs> yeah, it's so much work. We already have a Twitter. How much do they want from us? Um, but uh, yeah, check it out. Let us know what you think. We'd love to hear from you. And we're going to be plugging away with this series for a little bit and then doing our penultimate uh, list of our choices for the best games to take out. But if you have any suggestions that you want us to review, we'd love to hear from you. So just let us know. Alex, do you have anything to add? I have nothing to add. Nothing. I think that I thought that was beautiful. <laughs> it was beautiful. All right. We'll end on that beautiful note and we'll catch you guys next week. Bye. <laughs>